Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Ferguson Show. Tonight, I'm going to be going over what's going on in Canada, the Canada banking system going down, and what does this mean for your money? We're going to be diving into that. I'm going to be going over this article I found from Bloomberg, and we're going to be talking about what you could be doing right now to prepare yourself for this economic collapse. I've talked about it in the past, I've talked about it in the present, and I'm going to discuss what I believe in my view and opinion is going to happen in the future. So if this sounds like something that you're going to be interested in, please feel free to stay till the end of this broadcast. If you enjoy this content, please feel free to follow me on my social media. I'll drop that in the show notes below. You can feel free to donate to the PayPal or support us through listener support. Without further ado, let's get into this podcast. We have an, an impending doom situation, doom and gloom situation with uh, you know our economy basically collapsing in on itself. I even saw today that CNN is trying to say that the economic recession is racist, <laughs> which I don't know how, how money can be racist, but apparently uh, there's rich white men that own tons of companies out in America and they're the ones pulling the strings. Uh, you know, I guess you can complain about that to Kobe Bryant and Shaq and, uh, you know, little Wayne who has large amounts of income, Drake, not only that, but international banks around the world, the central banks, you're calling all the Japanese racist, then all the Chinese racist, the can the Canadians racist, which yes, most of them happen to be of European descent. Uh, but then you're calling, um, you know, pretty much every central bank that's not in America racist, which I find is hilarious. Basically, this economic collapse is coming, ladies and gentlemen. There is no escape. All the economists and all the people, you know, on the major financial platforms, whether it be MSNBC, Fox Business News, they're all going to basically tell you everything's fine. We're not going into a recession. The government's going to print more money and bail us out. Every time that they print, the more indebted that we become because our purchasing power becomes less and we cannot we cannot make up the difference of what everybody's salary is according to how much the central bank decides to print tomorrow. We're not <laughs> the average middle class is not rich, right? We're we're middle class for a reason. So we cannot pick up the bill for what they put out. And a lot of these theorists out there believe that, you know nothing is going to happen. I, I've even heard people like in chat rooms, even through clubhouse and podcasts and even YouTube uh, videos that I've seen, they honestly believe that there's not going to be a collapse. They honestly, in their heart of hearts, believe that this is all temporary and nothing is going to come from it. And it can't be farther from the truth. Can't be farther from the truth. Uh, we know that there's an impending doom. You can't have fake Fugazi money running around without any anybody to pick up the bill, okay? No one is picking up the bill. Gas prices are, are, are way too high. Food, if you look at any category of food, is way up there. Real estate is way up there. Uh, goods and services way up there. Everything is super, super high, and you hear it all over, and it's not coming down. What does this mean in current day? What does this mean in regards to this Canadian bank situation? Um, well, I'm going to read you this article and then I'm going to give you my own analysis and opinion about what's actually going on behind the scenes that most Americans and other countries around the world are not getting, especially in America, because in America we have, uh, unfortunately, political battles between the right and the left. 
um, that are trying to distract us from what is actually in front of us and what the global elites are actually planning to do. Now, I don't mean to put on my tinfoil hat, but I mean to put on my tinfoil hat because all this stuff is actually panning out. But the, the World Economic Forum, aka WIF, they've already come out and said uh, that, you know, they, they pretty much, one of them that was in Switzerland was doing an interview, an interview, and apparently one of them said, you know, it'd be crazy if one day, you know, we transition into a new global economy and the old one, you know, you go to use your money one day on a Friday afternoon and all of a sudden it collapses and it goes out. And what do you know? We have a Friday afternoon uh, and uh, basically all of Canada can't use any type of banking system to settle payments. They can't purchase anything right now. And it's crazy. Roger Communication Inc., apologized to customers after a major network failure, shut down wireless and internet services causing problems for payment systems, automated teller machines, and phone connections in Canada. The network collapse started uh, the network collapse started early Friday morning and continued into the afternoon. The company gave no hints on the source of the problem but said uh, it was making progress on solving it. We know how much you rely on our networks. Today we have let you down, the company said on Twitter at 3.20 p.m. Toronto time. Uh, Kai Prigg, an executive in Rogers Network Division, told Canadian Broadcasting Corp that he couldn't uh, say when the system will return to normal. Greg Fergus, secretary to Prime Minister uh, Justin Trudeau, told the news outlet that the government does not believe it was the result of a cyber attack. The long disruption is a black eye for the country's largest wireless provider, which is trying to persuade regular regulators to allow to buy an even larger share of Canada's telecommunications infrastructure. Rogers is in the process of an acquisition of Shaw Communications, Inc., a $20 billion dollar deal that would give it control over wireline and wireless networks that serve millions of customers in the Western Canada and central Providence of Ontario. Uh, the deal still requires the approval of country's antitrust body, which opposes it and the federal government. That was a lot. To, there's going to be a lot to unpack there. And I'm going to, just, you know, pretty much some of the banks here, it has the Royal Bank of Canada, um, Deschardins Group, I can't even pronounce it. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Forgive me. And then they have Air Canada, which I think has something to do with their um, airlines and travel. Um, and they have a couple other things on here. But basically, uh, what you have, and I, I want to really back up to this point that basically Trudeau's secretary was saying is that they didn't believe that it was a result of a cyber attack. Now, what's funny about this is that literally a year ago, and you guys can look this up, there's a agency called Cyber Polygon, which is basically like a secondary entity to the World Economic Forum. And Cyber Polygon, basically, they try to troubleshoot and go through mock scenarios of if the world like collapsed and there was no power, what they, how would they respond and what drills would they, would they do in order to effectively get everything back on the telecommunication networks, the internet up, everything that has to do with technology, getting all the services up so people can interact with each other and, and communicate globally, domestically, what have you. Well, last July, they had said that they were going to do some, they, before, before, I believe it was July 7th or July 9th, right? Uh, somewhere in, in that time, and it could have even been today, July 8th, but somewhere in that time sequence, they were saying that they were going to basically 
um, do this. They were going to test, uh, put everything on test and all the services were going to go down. Well, everybody was kind of talking about talking about it back then, but it never actually came to pass. Um, now there was some individuals out there that I know in the cyber, uh, security community, uh, they basically said that it actually did happen, but it was on a smaller scale and most people weren't talking about it until, you know, it led up to what effectively didn't appear in the mainstream to actually happen. Now today, a year later, it actually happened and it went mainstream. That's the craziest thing about it. You got Bloomberg, Reuters, and other uh, multimedia companies basically talking about what had happened in Canada. Now it's not like a, it's not something where like everybody's looking at it like Ukraine and Russia, but everybody's kind of like, huh, that's weird. Why did that happen? Now, Cyber Polygon, again, like I said, it's connected to the World Economic Forum. How easy was it to have everybody think, oh, a year ago that that was going to happen, we got to prepare, we got to prepare, and then it didn't happen, and then a year later it happened. They knew because everybody's guard was down. They thought, well, no one can prep for it. They, their plans and their ideologies that they want to you know, put on people and impose on people, they're not going to do when you think. It's going to be when you least expect it. And if a leak gets out you know, that something is going to happen, well, they're not going to basically do it right when everybody thinks they're going to do it. So that's what I believe happened. I believe what had happened, what was supposed to happen a year ago happened today. Now, it didn't happen in uh, multiple countries, from my understanding, just Canada. There could be some others out there, not necessarily sure at this current point in time. Uh, do your own research and find out if there's other countries and other banking institutions around the world that were affected. But I believe it was just Canada. Uh, Canada is the start. And therefore, there will be other countries, including the United States, that this happens to. But again, it's not going to be it's going to be when you least expect it, when not when you're going to expect it. That's how these things work. And these things are going to be presented to you in a way to where it makes you think they're just drills. They're just different things that are going on. Uh, you know, nothing to see here, but unfortunately that's, that's not the case. Uh, in this article, you know, it's, it's talking about all these banks and all these organizations that had went down because of this, uh, $20 billion that they're trying to basically invest into this Shaw communications, uh, you know, corporation because Rogers clearly had failed them. They, it went past every security barrier with securing people's money and banks and, and payments. And this is the very reason why, ladies and gentlemen, we need cryptocurrency because there's generally no, you know, there's no centralized authority. There are validators, nodes, and network operators that are actually securing payments, operations, and uh, transactions within a network. And that goes for Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, Cardano, any of these proof of work, proof of uh, stake, or you know, networks are doing this. Um, so this is the very reason why we need cryptocurrency, in my opinion, and my my view of looking at this. The mere fact that usually when suspects, right, because I, I try to look at this from like a criminal justice point of view, because that, that's what I studied when I went to college. I studied it for a little bit. I always look at, okay, these are the facts. Now, where can I find the lie? Where can I find the deception? And I think where the deception comes in is any usually suspects, they always say that suspects are the most obvious, but there's because there's like maybe five to 10 of them you're looking at, you, you, you tend to get blindsided by, what, by what's directly in front of you. And what I think we have here is I think we have an admission uh, without an admission. And what do I mean by that? Well, usually when you have suspects that deny 
the truth and they say that they're innocent, they're usually opposite. They're usually the guilty ones. And the fact that they didn't even need to mention this, they could have just said, hey, it went down because of our communication networks. We're trying to get it up at this time. We realize that the public is in panic because they can't settle payments quickly through uh, bill pays and um, through you know getting groceries or anything to do with you know, being able to uh, process a, a monetary system to be able to get goods and services out of it. They knew that, okay, well, everybody's going to be freaking out. We're going to try to get, get everything back online. They had to, you know, literally come out with this one statement, this one sentence saying that Greg Fergus, uh, parliamentary secretary to prime minister, Justin Trudeau told the news outlet that the government does not believe it was a result of a cyber attack. Usually when things happen, they're, they sometimes they tell you, but they always say that this is least likely or not going to happen, and then it happens. Clearly, this is what we had here is we had somebody that was basically saying, we don't believe it was a result of a cyber attack, but they're trying to basically say that. Now, some will argue and say, well, they were just probably saying that because that's the, the ordinary course of action in any country. Any country could come out and say that. The funniest thing about it is, is that the World Economic Forum, the WIF, says, oh, it'd be funny if, you know, you couldn't get your funds out on a Friday afternoon. And then we have this statement saying, oh, it's a result. It's not the result of a cyber attack. To me, it is. There was a cyber attack. I specifically think that was an inside job. It was an inside thing that is directly coming through the World Economic Forum and Cyber Polygon that they're preparing for because when they collapse the system... All your monies are all of your monetary fiscal, you know, money is 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 going to be in the banks. That's where we park all of our money. And unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, I'm warning right now that you can do what you want to do, but at the end of the day, your money is not safe in those deposits. Your money is not safe in a savings or a checking account right now. Uh, it, it's not because clearly we have this prime example right here of Canada. And believe me, Canada will not be the only one. There will be multiple other uh, banking institutions across the world, the central banks that will go down. Because again, if you actually look into the World Economic Forum and what they're trying to do, it's called the Great Reset, where, where you will own nothing and be happy. This is what is happening. And too many people are still asleep at the wheel. So what can we do to basically circumvent around, you know, potentially having our funds uh, held up in the bank and not given to us when the system goes down, when the banking telecommunications networks go flat? What can we do right now? Right now, you should be looking at pulling out at least a certain portion of your funds, not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor, just disclosure. This is just something that I personally am doing. And personally, I know a few other people are doing to protect their wealth, to protect money that they have in there that could potentially be taken from them and seized from them and <laughs> gain negative yield against once they reset the currencies uh, in the world uh, globally through this central bank digital currency that will happen in multiple countries that are at least developed. So in my view, people are not far from the truth when they talk about buying gold. Now, gold is an emergency policy. It is not an, a, a, an investment. It is not something they talk about it being a store of value. It can be a store of value, but it's also dependent on the use case. If a bunch of people are dumping in gold, then yes, gold will go up because there is an actual supply and demand to it. Now, during this process, 
not everybody, and this is why I don't believe in a bubble, uh, gold will go down from the words of Harry Dent, a uh, American author and financial analyst. You know, he studied bubbles and he said, look, in 08, the same thing happened. Everybody was freaking out in 07 when they were talking about a, a potential collapse coming through, you know, different markets, particularly the real estate market. Um, and everybody panicked and bought gold and it went up a little bit. And then once the Fed started printing more money, the price of it, you know, uh, or, or I'm sorry, when they printed more money, the price went up. When they stopped printing money, the price came drastically down. And that's what's going to happen with gold. Everybody's like, oh, gold's going to go up because could the Fed uh, technically turn on the printing presses and start printing again? Absolutely. Do I think it's possible we might have another round? Absolutely. We're going to have another round before we sink this Titanic ship, before we are about to hit that fucking iceberg. I'm not kidding you. And too many people are asleep at the wheel. Don't listen to, uh, you know, these financial analysts out there, uh, you know, like that guy on NBC, Jim Cramer. I think that's what his name is. Don't listen to these guys. These guys are, 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 are false. They, if anything, they work for news organizations that are connected with central governments. Like, don't listen to these guys. They're steering you in the wrong direction. Gold was not the greatest asset. Now, it's an emergency policy that you can have in your own pocket for if you needed to get food, gas, if you needed to get, uh, you know, the essentials that you need in your everyday life. But do not think going into it, oh, it's going to go to 35,000 an ounce. I heard somebody at my job talking about that. I'm like, dude, you're fucking smoking crack. It would never go to that at all, at all. Um, what's going to happen, I believe, is gold is going to go down once we go through a deflationary period, which that deflationary period I believe will be one of the greatest depressions we've had since the 20s. Um, could be even worse. Uh, could be wrong, but that's what I believe we're going to go into. So I think what you need to really take, you know, take from this all is that banks are going to start going down. Um, crypto exchanges. We have Celsius, BlockFi. Uh, you know, Coinbase was even laying off 10% of their workforce. I heard recently. Um, you have multiple crypto exchanges that are going down. They're not, uh, Voyager was the most recent. Um, they're getting dissolved. So you have crypto exchanges, crypto crashing, uh, you know, you have currencies collapsing, you have banks collapsing, um, cyber attacks. And again, it's, it's, this is all planned out. This is not, this is all artificial. These shortages, the world economic forum is infiltrating governments. This is all public knowledge. And you, and some of you out there are just ignorant. You just don't look at the facts. You don't look at the information. It's not conspiracy. It's fucking on the internet. Just look it up. Just look it all up. It's crazy to me. What I'm here to tell is for, for the ones that actually want to listen and actually care about their wealth, take out a little bit of your money. Look, you don't have to take out the whole thing. Not financial advice again. Take out a little bit in the, in the event of an emergency. And if you have enough, go buy an ounce of silver or a tenth of silver, or whatever ounces or whatever amount of gold or silver that you want. Um, but have essentials. Go get some food. If you haven't done it, man, you're on the you're you're a little bit late, but you probably have you know a reserve for a month uh, that you could probably get by with ordering food. I'm looking at getting a gas generator for my stuff. Um, you know, start to to stockpile a few things, your essentials, because when this system crashes. There is no going back. We are going into a new uh, financial system. And I, I saw comments today saying, oh, well, 
if the banks are going down, what makes cryptocurrency, you know, going to be able to stand? Well, I hate to tell you, cryptocurrency did not go down at all. It was the central banks that are connected with these telecommunication networks that are. Cryptocurrency is not connected to those networks. Most of them, they are not. They're decentralized entities that do not have the same power, the same resources that a lot of these centralized communication networks have. You have to study the different ones that are out there. I've been telling people this and no one is listening, you know, and for the ones that are, kudos to you. Congrats. You're early. But for the other ones out there, you're going to be fucking late and you're going to lose. You're going to be a loser. That That's simply put. And then you're going to have to go in the the line with everybody else in the in the food line, the bread line. You don't necessarily have to have the bags in my my view. I know that there are like 90% of people will say, no, you have to have it, you, you know, to be able to educate. I, I believe if you have knowledge that can be useful for somebody else out there, you can fucking use it no matter if you're broke or not. As long as it's the correct knowledge and the truth, absolutely. If it's not and it's not the truth, don't say it. But knowledge is power. And whether you're broke or whether you're rich, I think as long as you have the truth and you know what you're talking about, that's what you could do. And that's what you could share. And that is what this podcast is about. You know, I, my, my podcast, I want all of you guys listening to this, anything that I talk about, whether it's XRP, whether it's Bitcoin, uh, whether it's buying real estate, borrowing against certain assets and using it as collateral to further your interest on, on accrued values. Um, Absolutely. Like I, I, I want to be able to tell you guys that, but you know, you have to do the, the time, the research, you have to do the science aspect of this financial ecosystem first before you can get there. And I want all of you guys to be rich, but unfortunately not everybody will take that knowledge and actually utilize it. A lot of people will take it. It'll sit in the back of their mind and then they'll move on to the next thing. And that's just simply what, what happens in life. Um, but you know, what I'm telling you right now, not financial advice, it, it is coming down the pipeline. Things are closing in. Things are caving in. Um, I've talked about this months ago. You can go back, you know, on the 20 episodes that I've had, and I've been trying to, you know, post a lot more. Uh, but, you know, on the 20 episodes that I have, I've been telling, you know, you guys and everybody, including the people at my fucking job where I get in trouble for that shit. I'm getting in trouble for that, for warning people, don't rely on your 401ks. Don't rely on your retirements. You're going to get fucking wiped. That's simple. This whole system is rigged. It is rigged. And I'm trying to tell you how you can get out of that system and not have it rigged against you, not have it rigged against the 99. So you become the 1% or at least in the fucking 10% of wealthiest people in the world, you know, but I've been trying to tell you and no one seems to care. And the ones that do kudos to you, but most of them out there just take it with a grain of salt. And guess what? The fucking people who've, who have had their tinfoil hats like myself, uh, have been calling it, have been saying it when shit hits the fan. Uh, you know, they're going to be saying, Hey, you were fucking right. I give you dibs. And I'm not going to be one of those guys to say, I told you so. It's going to be, well, why didn't you do it? I'm disappointed that you didn't take advantage of the opportunity that was in front of you while you could, right? And I think the opportunity right now is to get your money out of the bank, wait on the markets crashing, buy in, buy in low and sell high once things go back in the next 10 to 20 years. This is a long game. This is not a short game. We are in a very complex market, a very vulnerable market, volatile as fuck, and 
unpredictable because the Fed and governments around the world are playing a game on not only the American people, but all the other country countrymen people out there in other countries. You know, they're playing a very sick game. And unfortunately, it's and especially in America, it's it's sickening to me the way that these people treat its citizens. But this is how it goes and this is how it rolls. And you can fight the system, you could reject the system, you could be X, Y, and Z with the system, but the system owns you and it has more power and control over you than you think. Okay. You can run, you you know, you can run, but you can't hide. Or, or you could actually work within the system to then set yourself free. And that's why I've been advocating lately for XRP and the ISO 222 compliant coins that are going to be compliant with the IMF and the SWIFT banking system across the world. That's going to be issuing liquidity to citizens around the world, as well as basically supporting the derivatives market that we know now in the traditional finance world, but in the cryptocurrency realm. And that's why I've been telling you guys, this is a big opportunity Bitcoin and Ethereum, sure. Could they be here? Yeah. Could they be valuable? I guess. I don't think they really are. Um, You know, I feel like they're the, you know, MySpace and Facebook of today. And I think XRP is the Amazon. Google is the XLM. And uh, XDC is, you know, probably the eBay uh, of the future. Right. But, you know, most people have their own opinions and speculations on there. But I've been telling you guys what you could be doing, and that's what this podcast is about, like I've said. And I want you guys to be successful. I want you to be smart. You don't have to be a genius to understand this. This is, this is not rocket science. You follow the money. Where is the money going? Where is the money going, right? It's going into assets. It's going into, look at what Bill Gates acquired. Acres of land, bought out farmers. Amazon's doing the same thing. Tesla's doing the same thing. Uh, Warren Buffett just invested a whole bunch of money into some healthcare companies, which scares the shit out of me because some of them I was like, why is he investing so much of his allocation into or rebalancing his allocations into this company? This doesn't make any sense. But you got to follow the money with the billionaires and millionaires. You need to stop paying attention to politics, uh, the media, CNN, Fox News, unless it's Fox News business where they actually just have neutral economists come on there. Sometimes MSNBC too, like with their um, finance stuff, they could have neutral economists on there, except fucking Jim Cramer. Don't listen to that trash. He's a fucking idiot. But um, you could listen to that. But mainstream media, anything political, just stop. Just stop giving into that. It, it's all a, a, hypnot- a hip, what is it called? Hypnotic hypnosis to divert you away from what the truth is in front of you. It's all to divert your attention away from the WIF, the government, and the financial central banking system that has enslaved people for so long and will continue to do it. But you have an opportunity right now. There, There's not going to be many opportunities after this to actually buy low and sell high in the future. Personally, that's just my own opinion, and that's what I believe is going to happen. Um, so take this with a grain of salt. I hope you guys, you know, listen to it. If you don't, great. Good luck to you. If you do, 
God bless you because I believe if you take the certain steps to take the cash out, use it as an emergency, as a reserve for essentials, but then store some on the side for crucial investments. And if you have enough liquid capital where you can buy uh, acres of land, if you can buy some real estate during this crash, real estate is going to be at a fucking bargain when this thing comes down the line. That it, crashes have always happened in history. To, to deny that there's not going to be one is basically not agreeing with past history. We've had seven or eight recessions within the past century. What makes you think this is not going to happen? Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed this content. Feel free to follow me on my social media as always. If you enjoyed this content, uh, also you can donate to my PayPal as well as uh, use listener support to support this podcast. Um, and I'm going to be out of here. I hope you guys have a great day and week. I will see you guys next time. Peace.